0: Next on BYU Sports Nation, a big house party awaits BYU football on Saturday. What the Cougars absolutely have to do for a win. Pro football
1: and college football Hall of Famer turned Michigan radio analyst Dan Dierdorf breaks down the Wolverines.
0: Plus, a former Cougar leads the NFL in two defensive categories. And don't you dare call him Devin. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store simulcast
2: on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from
0: Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. His name is Wani. BYU Sports Nation Live in Radio Vision, presented by the (laughs) BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Friday, September 25th. This is how we do it. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. My name is Spencer Linton. I am teamed up with my good friend and 98 Degrees groupie, Jerem Jordan.
1: You're my sunshine. That song was super popular in the 90s. Everyone knows what I'm talking about. Nick Lachey. Right? Yeah. Nick Lachey. So hot back then. (laughs) 98 degrees, right?
0: In in 98.
1: In 98. Is that why they named it 98? (laughs) I have no idea. I don't know. Let's move on. Let's move on quickly. All
0: I remember about him is he was a Cincinnati fan, so he's probably upset today.
1: Oh, over the Bearcats? Do they care about the
0: Bearcats in Cincinnati still? Absolutely they do. Oh. Come on. We host them in like, let's see, yeah, at Lavelle Edwards Stadium in four weeks. October 16th. There you go. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm also still having nightmares, by the way, about Chris Spillman chasing me down on the sideline.
1: Yeah, there are a lot of people that still have nightmares about
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag you need to download the podcast Spencer? from yesterday's was show. Crush Spencer. Crush Spencer. Nice. Yep, super fun. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Game day eve, BYU at Michigan, ABC National tomorrow. Countdown to kickoff live at 11 a.m. Eastern. In fact, Jerem, three minutes from now, BYU and Michigan will be kicking off tomorrow.
1: Awesome. New York Giants rookie linebacker, don't call him Devin, Wani Unga had nine tackles and an interception last night in the Giants' 32-21 win, uh, win over the Redskins. Which brings us to the stat of the day. Whoa, early. It's the
0: BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Wani Unga leads the NFL in tackles with 26 and is tied for the lead in interceptions with two. That's amazing. That's... Now I know I know that he's played one more game. Like we still have to wait until Sunday. But Wani Unga is doing work as a rookie for the New York Giants.
1: Isn't that amazing? And we should mention that Kainakua. ...is heavily involved as well. In fact, I want to top your stat of the day. We have another stat of the day. Whoa. whoa. Double stat? It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Double. Game. Double. Former and current Cougars, Wani Unga and Kainakua, lead the NFL and NCAA in interceptions. Now, Wani Unga has one more game played than everybody else in the league, right? So, okay. Still cool. Just understand that. He's a rookie. But, Ka- yeah. He has two, And Kainakua has four to lead the NCA. Former and current Cougars lead both leagues there's probably someone in the cfl that's a former cougar that leads that in interceptions is omar morgan still playing north of the border does he lead in interceptions (laughs) who who leads that's pretty cool who
0: leads the cfl right now
1: (laughs) maybe maybe it's brian logan in the in his off time i don't know yeah we need to we need to get on that all right well that's uh tough to top those headlines how about that we cannot but we will continue
0: Elena Madera scored the only goal for BYU women's soccer last night in a one-to-one draw at Cal Poly. The sixth-ranked Cougars play Long Beach Saturday night at 9 Eastern. They've only given up two goals all season.
1: That's amazing. You talk about great defense. Man. Uh, and they tackle well. They really do. <laughs> Amy Boswell had nine blocks and 11 kills and a four-set victory over San Francisco in the Cougars' West Coast Conference opener. 10th-ranked BYU plays at Santa Clara on the W.TV at 4 Eastern tomorrow.
0: Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. The big cats in the big house. Game day eve for 22nd-ranked BYU football. The Cougars just left for Ann Arbor and will play in front of the biggest crowd the program has ever experienced for a college football game tomorrow.
1: Isn't that wild? The most people BYU's ever played in front of tomorrow.
0: Over 100 I think 107, 100 d-
1: yeah. uh, 601 is the uh, capacity.
0: ABC, noon Eastern, the Cougars have a chance to finish arguably the most difficult September in program history, ranked and with a record of three wins and one loss. Time for you to project and prognosticate, BYU Sports Nation, by answering today's Twitter question. Write Sunday's
1: headline for the BYU at Michigan game. Use the hashtag BYUSN. At G Hanson twenty five. BYU's D leads the way in the victory over Michigan. At Why Is Jake? The big house isn't big enough for BYU Coons rattle Wolverines in overtime. And we've seen some fantastic headlines. I think we'll get to more of those throughout the show. Use the hashtag
0: BYUSN. Not surprisingly, most of your headlines would suggest BYU wins at Michigan tomorrow. <laughs> Who's writing a headline that uh, on BYU Sports Nation that is Michigan winning?
1: <laughs> Wolverines, know. clobber, Cougars.
0: <laughs> no. Uh, the Cougars, an underdog for a fourth consecutive week, currently picked to lose by seven. So how do the Cougars beat the odds again For a third time in four weeks and earn another victory. Here are three must do's for BYU to leave Ann Arbor with chance of hail to the Cougars. Number one, Jerem, is limit the run by Michigan.
1: The last two weeks, so you throw out the Utah week, Michigan has played Oregon State and UNLV. Michigan has rushed for over two hundred twenty five yards and at least three touchdowns in both those games. It's not flashy, it's not sexy. But it's something that has won them the last two games. BYU's got to limit the run.
0: Blaine Fowler played against Michigan in 1984, and he's hoping that a stout BYU defense shows up against the Wolverines tomorrow. The biggest disappointment is, is that they've struggled to stop the run. And that, that's something that BYU is usually really good at over the years. Even when they've not been great defensively, they've always been able to stop the run. That's number one challenge against Michigan. Hold Michigan under 200 total yards rushing. I feel like that they 200 average number. They averaged 185, but yeah. it's
1: because seven. they only had 76 against that team up north.
0: A who? Utah. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. In a loss. In a loss by seven. Limit Michigan's run. And I for some reason, I just went right to the number 200. They, like you said, they average 185, which is like middle of the pack in FBS. 65th, in fact. And you alluded to this yesterday, Jeremy. BYU is set up to defend Michigan's run game better than UCLA's run game. Absolutely.
1: Five linemen, you put it in a tight end or two, have a fullback there. You'll probably have one, two wideouts and a lot of formations, maybe three with the, just one tight end. BYU is built with its tremendous uh, group of front seven with a bunch of awesome. You know Polynesian BYU on defense, by the way, is all of a sudden this Polynesian power. There are a ton of Polynesians on the team right now, especially on defense, to play against a team that does not spread you out and run the ball speed uh, between the tackles or outside the tackles, but with uh, within the A gap, B gap, C gap, off the center, the guard, and the tackles more than UCLA. BYU is better equipped to defend Michigan than a team like UCLA.
0: I talked to Bronco Mendenhall yesterday. You'll see. Some of that conversation on Countdown to kickoff tomorrow live at 11 a.m. Eastern here on BYU TV. And one thing that did get brought up was limiting the time of possession. Michigan likes to hold onto the ball for a long time. They Just hodl. naturally
1: by running it, that happens.
0: Yes, they're in third and short a lot because they've power run two plays in a row up the middle. They like to do that. But Bronco said a major point of concern is not allowing them to hold onto the ball for a very long time.
1: See, to me, time of possession is overrated. I, I understand, like, you, you want to be able to sub if they huddle. You want to be able to, uh, you know, get, get a breather that way, be a little fresher. Um, time of possession is super overrated, though. It's all about how many points you score. It's, a, it's about how many. If the BYU offense scored on one play drives every time, would you complain that time of possession was low? No, you'd be like, sweet, points no, every then time. Be, then you'd be
0: Oregon's offense. I would love that. Number that 2, for BYU on the must-do list to win at Michigan tomorrow. Finish drives. BYU had opportunities against UCLA, in fact, four first-half drives that went inside the UCLA 40-yard line, not technically the red zone, but or the blue zone. The Cougars only scored 10 points on those opportunities. That's not enough. BYU needs to finish drives. When you get inside the 40, you really need to come away with at least a field goal.
1: Yeah, and, and finish, meaning score touchdowns, right? Field goals are fine. If, if you stall every now and then, right, you, you want to be BYU 6 for 9, in, uh, the, the 9 for 9 in the red zone, 3 field goals, 6 touchdowns. That's pretty good. Michigan's 8 for 10, by the way, 8 touchdowns in 10 red zone trips, 10 for 10 overall. Two, they're two of the top 21 teams in red zone offense in terms of every time both these teams have gotten into the red zone, they've scored points. BYU hasn't missed field goal yet. UCLA hasn't either, blah, blah, blah. Uh, sorry, Michigan. But to me, when, when you force turnovers, this is something that, hey, try and go get points. When you first force a turnover, you at least minimize, you neutralize any points that would have been scored from the opponent. And you made a great point to me before the show. Not all turnovers are created equal. Kai Nakua has intercepted two, uh, two passes and Harvey Longy that would have resulted in at least field goals for those teams at the time. Boise State twice, UCLA once, and UCLA again with Harvey Longy. The next step in that is to go score points off turnovers. You look at the three games. Nebraska, BYU forces two turnovers, gets seven points. Okay, I'll take that. Yeah, that's good. 50% of the maximum amount of points off turnovers right there. Boise State, three turnovers, 14 points. Even better. 67%. UCLA, three turnovers, just three points. 14%. Mm. So if you force a turnover, if you can go get points, great. If you get an onside kick.
0: Don't three and out that. And that counts as a turnover statistically, correct? I, I don't
1: I don't know on that. I don't think that it... The ball was never turned over. Mm. It was never given back to turn over again. I don't know. I feels, I'll have to look that up. It feels like a turnover. It's like regardless. a turnover
0: if it's not. Even if BYU scores six points off of the three turnovers they had against UCLA. You lost by one. The Cougars win that game. Finish drives. Take advantage of turnovers. Okay, number three. Build an early lead and put the pressure on Michigan at some point in the game where Jake Rudock and Jim Harbaugh feel like we have to throw the ball to get back in this game.
1: Now, having a lead doesn't mean that the other team will necessarily throw the ball, a la last week. UCLA ran it with Paul Perkins, even though they were down with, what, five minutes to go? That did not force their hand. Uh, If BYU can have a lead way late, or a big enough lead in the fourth quarter, and you make Jake Rudock try and push the ball down the field, the guy has thrown that... Uh, shown that he's not going to throw you
0: into the lead. Five interceptions in three games for Jake Rudock, who is a graduate transfer. He's an experienced he's guy. A, he's
1: he's a game manager as opposed to the aggressor that's going to chuck. He's no Tanner Mangum throwing it 84 yards on his third play in his first home start. You know what I mean? So if BYU, and BYU led the entire game or was tied until what three fourteen or whatever left in the UCLA game. So if BYU can build a nice lead and I uh, feel force Michigan to throw the rock more. That will be good because they have some good receivers, but they're no UCLA.
0: Just that angst, like uh, if if BYU is up by you know fourteen or seventeen and it's late in the third quarter, at some point Harbaugh is going to have to be like, all right, we got to throw the ball.
1: Especially if the run game's not working, and that was key number one. That's the play. if BYU can limit the run, they'll win this game by fourteen plus. to me.
0: Number one, limit the run. Hold Michigan under two hundred yards rushing. Finish drives. Take advantage of turnovers. And number three, build an early lead. At some point. Pushing Michigan to throw.
1: But don't but don't forget, um Blaine Fowler had the key of keys for the byu Michigan mm. game. Smack Jake butt and and make sure you don't let people run the ball and you got it made against Michigan. How did we miss that one? Smack Jake butt, says Blaine Fowler. <laughs> had to drop that one, right? <laughs> Do you know what his Twitter handle is? What is it? J
0: Booty At Booty eighty six or 80? something? <laughs> 88. 88. At J Booty eighty eight. <laughs> Well played. And he also did say, yeah, hi, my name's Jake Butt. I play tight end at Michigan. Ha ha. Boney Fuller, who's a fantastic Twitter follow, said, hey, at BYU TV Sports,
1: I heard you're going to change. Uh, we don't have a rebroadcast for the you know road games. But he said, I, th- I heard you're going to change his last name to Bum for the rebroadcast. <laughs> That's a good BYU TV joke, isn't it?
0: Our Twitter topic today. Write Sunday's headline for the BYU at Michigan game. Conversation happening right now. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Let's get some of your tweets in.
3: It's wintertime.
0: I like this one. At JLins91. Party like it's 1984. That worked the first time. At GK Thurston. BYU steals the game from the Wolverines with less than a minute to go. Hashtag Mangum Miracle. I don't want that. I don't, want, I don't want to even be in a position where BYU needs a miracle. I don't want
1: BYU to crush somebody for the first time this year. Voice State wasn't crushing. It was the exclamation
0: point at the end. I'll tell you my headline coming up later in the show. I think Jeremy will approve. Up next, Jim Brandstatter, voice of the Michigan Wolverines, joins us. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Our conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN.
1: Countdown to kickoff is live tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern time. Dave and Blaine will be uh, in the big house in Michigan Stadium in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Uh, Spencer, Brian, Michael, and Gary Scheide uh, will be Here in Provo, we'll break it down for you. If you are local, we are packing the house for the Big House. 9 a.m. Eastern time is when the show starts. Doors open at 840. Tell them Spencer sent you. Just show up to the BYU Broadcasting Building east of the Marriott Center and come join us for the pregame show. Watch the game on a 27-foot screen. Have free pizza at halftime. It is a ton of fun. That's tomorrow for Countdown to Kickoff.
0: At this time tomorrow, BYU and Michigan will be in the first quarter of game number four for both teams. Our Twitter topic today... Write Sunday's headline for the BYU at Michigan game. At Coog Jazz Fan says BYU defense shuts down Michigan's run game, forces four Michigan turnovers, leads BYU to a 31-14 win. That would be
1: a big win. Any win would be a big win against Michigan, in my opinion.
0: Joining BYU Sports Nation via the Deseret First Credit Union hotline right now is Michigan radio play-by-play voice Jim Brandstatter. Jim, welcome to BYU Sports Nation.
3: Good to be with you. How are you doing out there?
0: Fantastic. What's the vibe like right now in Ann Arbor for Michigan football after three games?
3: It's pretty excited. Uh, I mean, everybody's excited about Jim Harbaugh, obviously. They've been that way since he got the job last December. And uh, given the fact that they've won two of three, they've kind of returned to their roots and their style of play and what Jim likes to do. Everybody's very excited, and uh, this game will be the biggest game at home and I'm expecting you're going to see some real excitement and a lot of buzz around Ann Arbor.
1: Have the expectations for the season changed at all after three games since now you see a little bit of what this team can do?
3: You know what? The expectations here are always big. I mean, it's there are Michigan fans who believe, you know, you should be in the national championship game every year. And so – That's one aspect of it. The other aspect is, yeah, kind of a wait and see. And I think that what they've seen is, from the Utah game in the beginning when they lost that opener, the improvement that this team has made has uh, really kind of buoyed the fan base. And I think they feel that they get a real good shot in the uh, Big Ten East to compete. And and they've got Michigan State and Ohio State at home. And I think that's where people are kind of – looking down the road, uh, the ability to compete for a Big Ten championship. But, I mean, this game against BYU, in my opinion, is going to be a really, really good barometer on how much they've improved at Michigan and how far they've got to go because BYU is a darn good football team.
0: When you look at BYU and what they bring to the table and what Michigan has been able to do defensively this year, they're ranked number seven in total defense across the NCAA, how much will BYU really test Michigan's defense tomorrow?
3: Oh, I think they'll test them big time. Uh, They've got very big receivers. Um, I'm telling you that that they're very fast. They're very athletic. Juergens is extremely good. Uh, They're 6'5", 6'4", 6'6", guys that that I think is going to test the Michigan secondary quite a bit. Now, the big key, I think, as it always is in a game where there are passes out there is how much pressure you get on a quarterback. Uh, I think the other thing that, again, puts pressure on the Michigan defense is an athletic quarterback like Mangum who wasn't expected to start. Taysom Hill was the guy, and now all of a sudden this guy comes on and has become this cardiac kid. And, and, And BYU has beaten very solid teams and did it in Nebraska and was a point away from doing it at the Rose Bowl. So we know that Going to Ann Arbor in front of 109,000 people isn't going to uh, stop them at all. It isn't going to bother them. They're they're a, you know they're a veteran team, even though their class years may be young. They're older guys because of the missions and things that happen at BYU. Uh, this is a team that, but uh, you better take seriously. When you look at
1: uh, Michigan football, where's the strength over BYU in your opinion?
3: I guess what we're going to find out. I, I I mean, the defensive line and the secondary have really improved, and they've played much better over the course of three games. That, that to me, has been the biggest improvement. Uh, they've been very disruptive up front. Chris Wormley has, has kind of stepped up. A uh, kid named Matt Godin and, and Ryan Glasgow last week had really good games. Their linebackers have always been solid, but Channing Stribling at one corner and Jordan Lewis at the other have been really, really good cover corners. And uh, I think that's a great matchup with the with the uh, receivers that BYU brings in here. Uh, so I think that's going to be one of those things to watch. And the other thing is Michigan's offensive line. Are they going to be able to run the ball like they did against – Uh, Two, you know, inferior opponents, let's put it that way. Oregon State and UNL do not bring to the table up front defensively uh, what BYU does. And and your linebackers are very athletic and very fast. You're very aggressive defensively. Uh, Those are the places I think that uh, you really got to look at in this game to be keys in how it's going to go based on the performance of those units.
0: Jim Branstadter, play-by-play voice of Michigan football. Follow him on Twitter. He has a fantastic handle, at Brandy Can. That's one of the best I've ever heard, Jim.
3: <laughs> I'm glad you like it.
0: <laughs> if Michigan cannot establish a run against BYU, and, I mean, everybody knows it's coming. Bronco Mendenhall is preparing. He jokingly said, we're preparing for 5,000 runs tomorrow uh, from this Michigan offense. If they cannot establish a run game like they want to, how capable of a passer is Jake Rudok?
3: He's capable, but if they stop the run, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be tough for Michigan to go. I mean, I think the emergence of Amar Darbo and J. Hugh Chesson at receiver has, has helped them. Jake Butt is a quality, uh, very dependable tight end. But, again, it's about protection. That offensive line remains, for Michigan anyway, a little bit of an area where people are a little concerned. And if you cannot run the ball, and Michigan and Jim Harbaugh like to – You know, go three backs, you know, three tight ends, downhill, fullback lead. That's the kind of game he likes. And then everything in the pass game comes off run action. And that's where I think it's key that you must run the ball in order to make the passing game decent for what Jim Harbaugh is trying to do.
1: The people uh, and oddsmakers must think that playing on the road for BYU uh, yields some kind of huge advantage, and it always does for the home team. But BYU, for the fourth straight week, is going to be an underdog in the game, despite being, you know, ranked in this one. Wolverines favored by seven. Uh, do the majority of Michigan fans expect to beat BYU tomorrow?
3: I don't think so. I I think whoever the oddsmakers are didn't get their medication or something. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I just don't. I don't know where that comes from. I, I got to be honest with you. When the game was set up last week, Michigan beats UNLV, and uh, BYU loses a very tight one to UCLA and the Rose Bowl. And Michigan, I think, was installed early as a six-point favorite. I thought that's got to be a mistake. I mean, I, I, everybody around here believes this is a pick'em game. Uh, I would have thought going into the game, okay, that Michigan might have been a three-point underdog at home. I mean, that's what I thought would have been a proper line. And to have them as favorite, I think it was a surprise to me. So I don't know what the oddsmakers are doing. I know this that most Michigan fans, people that have seen BYU play, realize that they are a very tough out. And again, I think it goes back to what I said earlier. This is going to be a great barometer for Michigan. Find out how good they are. This is a great. Uh, litmus test for them because BYU is a quality opponent, and I think same thing in regards to BYU. Uh, they've had a rough schedule, and if they can come in and win, um, I think they validate that their top twenty-five standing.
0: Michigan radio play-by-play man Jim Brandstatter with us on BYU Sports Nation. No question, Jim Harbaugh created just an immediate sense of euphoria, and Michigan football will be back. And now that he's at the helm. Uh, we're starting to see Michigan assert itself again as that tough-minded, we're going to run it at you, I dare you to stop us type football program. But it, what has the Harbaugh effect been like on the fans around Ann Arbor? How Just how much of a celebrity is he in Ann Arbor?
3: Uh, does Mick Jagger come to mind? <laughs> I mean, the guy is a, is a rock star. Uh, he Since he came in to Ann Arbor... I mean, and he's done some things, you know, that Michigan fans love. The fact, I mean, during the wintertime there was a snowstorm and a car ran off the road and Jim was right behind it. He stopped and they got out and helped two people with the ambulances. I mean, The only thing he's missing is the sweater with a red S on the front of it. And that's kind of what Michigan fans are expecting. And it's kind of back to the future because he comes in with a great Michigan pedigree. He played here. He played for the great Bo Schembechler. Um, He's been successful wherever he's been. It's almost as if we've gone back to the future. And and everybody is uh, expecting him to do great things. He expects himself to do great things. And – Now's the time to prove it. you got to win games in order to kind of keep that momentum going. And after the opener, he's won two in a row at home. And this is, again, going to be a huge game, I think, for Jim, uh, for Michigan and the fans. And if he does, I think the legend just continues to grow.
0: Is there a shortage of khakis in the Ann Arbor area right now?
3: Oh, my God. Don't even go there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're selling, they're selling at the uh, M-Den, which is one of the – Apparel stores in town for in Ann Arbor for the uh, all your Michigan goodies. Uh, they've got khakis with block blue M's on it, and <laughs> you can buy a khaki skirt if you're a girl. They've got they got little skirts for little girls that are khaki. Um, I mean, when Fox Sports did the khaki cam. On the opener at Utah, it just kind of went over the top. But, yes, to answer your question, you can get plenty of khakis in Ann Arbor. There is no shortage of khakis.
0: Jim, great stuff. Uh, <laughs> thanks for the insight into Michigan football. We uh, wish you a good call tomorrow on, uh, on your program there, and thanks again for the time.
3: Good to be with you guys. Take care.
0: Michigan radio play-by-play man Jim Brandstatter on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future.
1: Unfortunately, ran out of time. He's the Detroit Lions radio analyst. So he does Michigan play-by-play and Detroit Lions uh, radio as well to talk about Ziggy and KVN.
0: How many play-by-play guys do you know that are color analysts? Well, he's a
1: former Michigan offensive tackle so he played the game so he can uh, do the analysis. Multifaceted
0: as well. guy. We'll talk to one of Jim Branstadter's teammates and an NFL Hall of Famer coming up. Dan Deerdorf makes his BYU Sports Nation debut next. Welcome back sports friends Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio simulcast on BYU TV presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere.
1: BYU Basketball Media Day is this Tuesday. You can watch BYU Sports Nation. We'll break it all down for you. Head coach Dave Rose will join us, as well as Kyle Collinsworth, Chase Fisher, and Jordan Chapman, noon Eastern time, same time, Tuesday, BYU Basketball Media Day.
0: It is game day eve, BYU at Michigan on ABC tomorrow, noon Eastern kickoff, countdown to kickoff live at 11 a.m. Eastern time. A full day of football, and we are starting early tomorrow.
1: The New York football Giants rookie linebacker Wani Unga had nine tackles and an interception last night, and the Giants 32-21 win over the Redskins, which... Was amazing, and now he has two interceptions, with, which lead the NFL as of now. Yeah,
0: how about that, nice. Wani? BYU women's soccer ties Cal Poly last night 1-1. Women's volleyball opened West Coast Conference play with a win against previously unbeaten San Francisco in four sets. That brings us to guest number two, Michigan radio analyst, NFL Hall of Famer Dan Dierdorf joins us on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. Dan, nice to talk to you. How are you? Good morning. I'm well. How are you? We are doing well. We just talked to your good buddy Jim Brandstatter, who you will uh, sit next to tomorrow and call the game. And uh, we'd like to get your opinion on some of the questions that we asked Jim as well. So let's start with this. What's more popular in Ann Arbor right now, Michigan football as a whole or Jim Harbaugh?
2: Oh, well, that's uh, uh, that's a little hard to answer in the sense that they're so intertwined. Uh, you know, Michigan football, this is 100. The 136 team, uh, they've been around a long time, and their uh, their fan base is it is spread all around the country, and it's uh, it runs really deep. Uh, Jim Harbaugh's popularity is almost immeasurable, in that not it's not very often that when a coaching search begins, the search kind of begins and ends with one guy and if you're not able to get that guy, it would have been deemed a disaster. And that's the situation that Michigan put itself in, and and they got him. They landed the big fish. They got the guy they wanted. And so euphoria is a pretty good uh, way to describe what's going on in Ann Arbor.
1: Definitely the story of the off season, and uh, Michigan fans hope the story of the season as well. Their expectations well, we were always
2: – Let's be realistic. We were aided greatly by the 49ers completely screwing things up. <laughs> That helped, didn't it? That helped. Uh, there... yes, it yes, it does. Way to go, uh, San Francisco.
1: <laughs> thank Seattle. Thank Arizona. <laughs> thank St. Louis. Yeah. Uh, when, yeah. When, when you look at the expectation for Michigan football, always high. Uh, but now that three games have been played and you've been able to see this team a little bit, how have the expectations maybe changed?
2: Well, first of all, expectations are always high, but expectations have also been tempered by what's happened the last seven years, which has been something really uncharacteristic for people who love Michigan football. We're just not used to uh, not contending for a a big 10 championship. We're not, we're we're certainly not used to having losing seasons. So uh, I think the fan base is pretty realistic. I think they realize that there's a reason why Jim Harbaugh was hired. This team was five and seven a year ago. And so, I don't think anyone thinks that we're a contender for a national championship or even on the same level with Michigan State and Ohio State. So we know that the Jim Harbaugh project is going to be measured in years, not in weeks.
0: Dan Dierdorf, NFL Hall of Famer, college football Hall of Famer, and Michigan radio analyst joining BYU Sports Nation right now. Michigan played against a very solid Utah team that's in the top 20 and then handled – Oregon State, and UNLV. Now they take on another ranked team in BYU. Will this be the toughest test this Michigan defense has seen to date with BYU coming into town?
2: Well, you know, I watched, uh, obviously I studied up on Utah before we played them, and, and we played Utah a year ago. Um, I can just tell you, I haven't seen BYU in person. I've only watched the, the, the tape. Uh, BYU looks to me to be a better football team than than Utah, and that is and music so, to our ears, Dan. Uh, well, it's just my impression. I'm I'm pretty impressed with the way they play, uh, how coordinated they are on offense, even with a, a freshman. You know, it's hard to call a 22 year old guy a freshman, but uh, a man who has freshman experience. Let's put it that way. I'm very impressed with how, how good of a football team they are in all three phases, and I know where you're going to go. It's amazing to me that the oddsmakers have made Michigan the favorites in this game. I, that, that's a head-scratcher to me.
1: Yeah, we were just talking with uh, Jim Branstetter about that, and BYU will play the fourth straight week as the underdog, interestingly enough. Why, why do you well, think that's, people that's... believe in Michigan?
2: Well, I don't know, because that's the other thing. It's not, like BYU, it's not like BYU is going to be intimidated coming into our stadium, which a lot of people are. They there's a lot of rubbernecking going on by players who've never been in front of that many people before. But geez, you just played in the Rose Bowl. You you went to Lincoln, Nebraska, and, and played in that that crazy asylum. So it's your your guys. The the only thing is, this has been some brutal start to a uh, a football season the schedule that BYU is playing but they're not going to be the least bit intimidated by being in Ann Arbor in the big house
0: talking with Dan Deerdorf on BYU Sports Nation who is bringing it thus far when you look at the matchups tomorrow between BYU and Michigan what position groups or, or what specific matchups intrigue you the most about this game tomorrow Dan
2: well I being an old offensive lineman I uh and, and To me, it's it's how BYU plays defense, and, and they remind me a great deal of of Rex Ryan and, and the schemes that he would run when he was in Baltimore or when he was with the Jets. Uh, a lot of overload blitzes that are really well disguised. Uh, maybe only one guy down on a three-point, sometimes nobody down at all that that what I call a milling around defense where everybody looks unorganized until the snap of the ball when they all they all shoot to where they're supposed to be. Identification of the right people to block is going to be critical by the Michigan offensive line because BYU just seems to get a lot of free runners at the quarterback.
1: Who sticks out to you on BYU's team on either side of the ball, Dan?
2: Well, the first thing that catches your eye is the enormous size of your wide receiver core. You, you, you just don't see that, uh, every day. Uh, six, 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 five, six, four, six, five. It's, uh, I, 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 how tall is your basketball team? That's the, <laughs> if you guys, if you got enough spare tall people to go around and play wide receiver, you, you must have like uh, six, seven footers on your, on your basketball. That's the first thing that sticks out. And, uh, and then, I, quite frankly, I love watching. I love watching, uh, watching Longy play. That is, uh, I he's a football player, and uh, it's it's always uh, you, as a football player yourself. You admire those guys. It doesn't matter who they play for. Uh, he's fun to watch.
0: Dan Deardorff with us on BYU Sports Nation. Dan, we have a lot of foodies across BYU Sports Nation, and a lot of people that are making the trip to Ann Arbor. Where would you send them to eat? We, we need a, a diner or a restaurant recommendation for our BYU foodies.
2: But where did Branstadter send them? Because he weighs about 400 pounds. You know, he... <laughs> we, we, did, we didn't, we ask, didn't Jim. ask him. <laughs> we should have oh, asked him. Yeah, because Branstadter doesn't eat. He feeds. <laughs> so anyway, I, my, my recommendation, we have a, a, a world-class deli in Ann Arbor called Zingerman's with a Z, Zingerman's, and then there's a place that if, if someone's more inclined to have some high-quality grease, uh, there's, a, there's a hamburger place that was, Guy Fieri was there on the Food Network, uh, Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives, a place called Crazy Jim's, and, uh, uh, yeah, it's, uh, but I, I recommend that uh, if you're not on a diet.
0: Dan, this has easily been one of my favorite interviews ever on BYU Sports Nation. We certainly appreciate the time. Look forward to a great well, game guys, tomorrow. You
2: guys need to get, you get, you need to get out more often.
1: <laughs> that may have been the greatest interview in the history of this show. <laughs> he was so awesome. He called Nebraska an asylum. A crazy asylum.
0: Lincoln Moore, a crazy asylum.
1: He loves yes. him some Harvey Longy. He yep. thinks BYU is better than Utah film. Everyone's like, oh. That was, How do you that top that? That was great. How do you top that? We, we, we don't always talk to Pro Football Hall of Famers and College Football Hall of Famers, but we do on back-to-back days this Yep. Week. Spielman and Deerdorf,
0: baby. So good. <laughs> Up next, one-on-one with BYU senior receiver Mitch Matthews. This is BYU Sports Nation. If you want some quality, greets. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B. Remember? A rebroadcast of BYUSN weeknights, 6 p.m. Eastern. I'm
1: still coming down from the Dan Dierdorf interview. That was fantastic. If you miss it, we'll tweet it out. Countdown to kickoff is at 11 a.m. Eastern time tomorrow. We'll get you ready for the game uh, on BYU TV. Check it out live from Ann Arbor and Provo. If you are local, we're packing the house. Studio C, come hang out. Get on the pregame show. Watch the game on a 27-foot screen. Get free pizza at halftime. Doors open at 840 Mountain Time. Come hang out. Uh, Tweet photos when you're at. uh, Countdown to the kickoff. It's going to be a lot of fun tomorrow.
0: Each week I have a chance to go one-on-one with a few BYU football players. Today's Friday feature centers on BYU senior wide receiver Mitch Matthews. As Jaron pointed out, one of only 26 receivers in the country with at least three touchdowns and 185 yards receiving. Is that elite? Elite numbers? I'll let you decide. We're all access with Mitch Matthews on BYU Sports Nation. Mitch, welcome to week four of the college football season you face Michigan in the big house this is the third monumental road game in a tr- traditional historic stadium
4: do you, do you feel tired at all right now after all of the emotion of the first three weeks how are you feeling man it seems like we've almost gone through like three or four seasons with all you know the attention we've been getting a couple of hail mary passes that usually happens over a couple decades so i think that's all been crammed into about two or three weeks and so Nonetheless, it's been exciting. It's been a lot of fun. We've gotten a lot of attention for it. Um, you know, we let the UCLA game was tough to, to, to leave with a loss, but, you know, we played really well and we showed really who we are and um, played so well that, we, you know, we, we remained uh, ranked and people still respect us. And so going into this game, it'll be a huge test for us to really prove that, you know, we can beat anybody in any stadium.
0: This is the first time you are playing in this season after a loss. What kind of added motivation does that give you, if at all?
4: You know, I think last year that loss to Utah State really—it was more of a crushing loss. It was our first one. We had so much national attention. You lose your quarterback, but this loss—it was—it made people so angry, I guess. It made people so frustrated because we—everyone knows, and even UCLA knows that they should not have came away with that win, and um, we know that. And so this this test against Michigan will really show who we are, show that. Um, you know, we can play with anybody, right? If, if we go and um, play our worst football, then guys will just say, oh, those first two games are a fluke and they're losing to the big, the big boys, you know. And so I think going to their place, playing at Michigan, well-coached, great team, I think it will show who, who we really are if we come away with a win.
0: You've seen the film, and some of your teammates, I'm sure, that they wish they, the coaches hadn't seen the film because they, they go after you a little bit and they try and teach and they help you get better. Where do you feel like you got better this week?
4: Man, I just think uh, we were really put to the test um, against a big team, and we we played two great teams the first two games. But I think it, this road game was really eye-opening. You know, you played a historic stadium, and we're about to go play at another. And so I think that um, it's about making those four or five extra big plays. You know, I, there's plenty of research down that Coach Mendenhall has told us about that. Games come down to about two, three, four, maybe five big plays a game that. Um, it seemed like crucial moments that we gave away to UCLA, and so I think that um, we're hungry for those. We want them back. We want those four or five extra crucial moments again against Michigan, and that will for sure turn it back our way.
0: What is it about Tanner Mangum that makes him not get caught up in the moment of just what actually is happening right now?
4: I think just the type of guy he is. You know, I think naturally people... Um, Sometimes they can love attention and just gravitate off you know Twitter, Instagram, and all the attention that one can get. And um, some with all the attention it just makes them better and hungrier to to be even better. And I think that Tanner is that type of guy. If you know him personally, he's the type of guy that. All the attention in the world doesn't matter. He's using it as almost a missionary tool. He's using it uh, to better the team. You see him at practice, and there's no difference from when he was a backup to where he is now in his personality and how he carries himself. And so I think that all the attention in the world, is, he uses it as a driving force to, and a missionary tool. And he's on you know TV shows, national talk radios, and he's using it to better the team. Who throws the ball harder, Taysom or Tanner? I know they both zing it. Who, who throws the ball harder? <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble for whatever I say, so i got to say it's, it's, it's exactly equal. And I'm I mean, being dead honest. I mean, they have, a, they have a throwing match. The ball is probably landing right around the same spot. I mean, they can huck the ball. Even our backups, they can huck the ball. So it seems like uh, we recruit guys with great arms, and that's what we'll have here.
0: What will the Michigan defense do that will present challenges to this BYU offense?
4: Uh, they're you know Big Ten. Uh, they're they're a big team. They're physical. They got big guys. It'll be a lot like playing Nebraska. You know, you'll walk on the field and say those guys are some big boys. You know, and their alignment will be huge. Um, they'll be a lot like Nebraska for us receivers. They'll play press coverage. They'll uh, they'll be very physical and their offense is the exact opposite opposite of us. You know, they just power eye and they just go. And so I think that it'll be two different types of teams going against each other, but. Uh, we respect the heck out of them. They're a really good team. And so I think that um, Nebraska helped us open our eyes to that type of football. And I think that we'll be ready to come play them.
0: When you were explaining the loss to UCLA, you used the word angry. How difficult was it to flip the page from UCLA to Michigan?
4: <sighs> like I said, it's one of those ones, at least for me, it was people we talk about you know, losing that game. It, it almost feels like... The way we played, we came away with a win, but our record shows that we lost, if that makes any sense. So you're, you're frustrated because you're like, how in the world did we lose? And so I think that, for me at least, this win, or excuse me, this loss was one of the easiest times I ever. had, I had to just flip it around, get angry for a second, then forget about it, and then go play the next game. Whereas in, in the past, a loss like to Utah State really crushed the team. I, th- I feel like this loss that we had is really motivating for the next game because you really want to prove ourselves again and say, look... This is how we played against UCLA. We should not have lost that game, and everyone knows it. And we're going to go prove why, fix those few mistakes, and win this game.
0: I know that it's always the next game. Well, the next game just so happens to be Michigan in the big house as a ranked team. But BYU is a five-and-a-half-point underdog. We're 16-and-a-half-point underdogs to UCLA. How do you try and not let that play into your mental preparation for the game?
4: You know, we try not to worry about too much about that, right? We try to score as many points as we can. Yeah, we have our goals, um, that we want to reach and everything. But I really think the biggest thing is just, um, if you, you mean you can be called an underdog and use it as a chip on your shoulder, or you can say, you know what, we're not underdogs. We're, we're, we're just as good as these guys, if not better, and we want to go prove that. You know, if you play every game as an underdog, you're probably going to not win as many games as you want. And so we want to go into this game and, and prove what we didn't really get approved against UCLA, and, and that is getting a win.
0: Okay, we'll end with this. And this is a lot of this is my fault, but I, I started this whole elite thing. <laughs>
4: are you okay with where this has gone yeah yeah oh yeah no I mean it 's been fun I still I uh, get a couple tweets a week about elite question mark or to you guys or something and it comes back to me and you know it's been uh, it's been fun you know, interacting with people and i 'll hear people at different stadiums or i 'll get somebody to eat they 'll always ask me or tell me and whether they think I'm a lead or not. And it's it's been fun to, to get feedback and everything. So you guys did a good job with that. Okay. Well, I apologize if, it's, if it gets too much. <laughs> no, it's been okay. It's been fine. Right on. Really. Thanks, Mitch. Yeah, I appreciate it. Good Thank luck. you, man. Thanks a lot. Mitch Matthews, All that was an Access, one on
0: I thought he was great. I thought he was very no, insightful. I love,
1: I love his interviews. And Mitch Matthews is a tremendous, very good receiver for BYU.
0: Borderline elite,
1: Jerem? <laughs> yeah, sure, borderline elite. And when he's elite, I will declare thus. It's been fun that this has become a thing, right? And if you haven't seen the commercial, he's definitely a better uh, <laughs> athlete than
0: us. <laughs> Let's go to the Twitter machine, shall we? We tweet, tweet. What is your Sunday headline for the BYU-Michigan game? Sending to tweets using the hashtag BYUSN. I just retweeted one out, Jeremy, that I want to get to right now. And it comes from... At Fat Pratt 15. Cougars win late due to butt fumble.
1: (laughs) You got to smack Jake Butt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. At our Green Hub, BYU blows out Michigan on road to New Year's 6. If BYU wins the game, they
0: come home for four straight people! There there is a... if, If BYU beats Michigan, BYU... More likely than not, Jeremy. More likely than not, I feel this way. We'll be eight and one going, going into that into Missouri, Missouri game. It's a
1: possibility. At Freddie Cougar twenty one air raid on the big house. BYU picks apart Michigan with the elite passing game. This was an all cap, so he was screaming at me.
0: At Young Us. Tim thirty two, no buts about it. BYU is for real. <laughs> <laughs> Those don't get old, by the way. <laughs> what did Blaine Fowler say about that again? I
1: can't remember. You got to smack Jake, Butt. Yep. Yes, you do. Yes, okay. You
0: do. Yeah. I think we filled our quota with that drop today. <laughs> yeah.
1: Right now, the producer is like, "Hey, don't, hey, don't, don't drop that." You again. You got to smack Jake,
0: Butt. <laughs> <laughs> someone's that, getting in
1: trouble yeah, behind the scenes right yeah. now. <laughs> the glass is getting banged on right <laughs> now. Hey, that's enough drops.
0: Oh, good stuff. Just mix the show, Aaron. Up next on BYU Sports Station a loaded Cougar whip around. <laughs> Who deserves the elite tweet of the day? And how about our rise and shout on Game Day Eve? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by Dexterlaw.com. Help when you need it most. It's a Friday. And time to whip. It's time for the Cougar Whip-Around Football. It's game day,
1: people. BYU and Michigan play tomorrow on ABC. Coverage begins at 11 a.m. Eastern time on BYU TV with Countdown to Kickoff. Opponent news. October 16th, opponent Cincinnati quarterback Gunner Keel was carted off the field in the Bearcats' 53-46 loss to Memphis last night. Good luck to Keel. His backup, Hayden Moore, threw for 557 yards
0: and four touchdowns in a loss. Nick Lachey is crying somewhere. Women's volleyball. Amy Boswell had nine blocks and 11 kills in a four-set victory over previously unbeaten San Francisco as the Cougars opened up West Coast Conference play. 10th-ranked BYU at Santa Clara tomorrow for Eastern. Soccer. Elena Madero scored
1: the lone goal for the Cougars in last night's 1-1 draw at Cal Poly. The 6th-ranked BYU Cougars play Long
0: Beach State tomorrow night, 9 Eastern time. Cougars In the NFL. Former Cougars Ezekiel Ansah. and Kyle Van Noy play Sunday as the Detroit Lions host the Denver Broncos on Sunday night football. The Arizona Cardinals and Alani Fua host the San Francisco 49ers Sunday afternoon.
1: Baseball. Huh? The Cougars and Utes play an exhibition tomorrow at Smith's
0: Ballpark at 2 Eastern time. Softball. Hey, when they play, it just matters. Who cares what's exhibition? Every time. BYU beat Washington in softball 7-3 in yesterday's exhibition game. Ashley Thompson had two home runs. Swimming and diving.
1: The Cougars head up to Utah for a dual relay meet tomorrow. Races begin at 1 Eastern. Cougars and the
0: CFL, eh? Former Cougars John Beck and Austin Colley and the B.C. Lions play the Edmonton Eskimos tomorrow at 4 Eastern. Future guests include Spencer Hadley and Basketball Media Day on Tuesday. Dave Rose, Kyle Collins, or Chase Fisher, Jordan Chapman. Loaded show coming up next week as, yeah, basketball is right around the corner. What? Let's do it. October is crazy month. October and November are just I love it. Outlandishly and awesomely busy. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need the most. DexterLaw.com. I want to give it to a couple of people, Jerem.
1: Wani Unga for nine tackles, a pick, leads the NFL in tackles and interceptions. And Dan Deardorff's interview was awesome. Elite. We'll tweet that out if you missed it. Dan Deardorff was on BYU Sports Nation.
0: He's the Michigan radio analyst, and he was amazing. I heard... Crazy <laughs> Asylum at Nebraska in that interview. Uh, talking about his play-by-play counterpart, Jim Branstadter. He doesn't eat, he feeds. Loves him some Harvey Longy. It was a great interview. It was so good. Right Sunday's headline for the BYU at Michigan game, at Jason Wallace 23, says Tanner Mangum solidifies himself as a true Heisman candidate in romp over Michigan. What about the elite tweet of the day, Jerem? At McKay back Baker. Michigan is feeling blue after their less than amazing performance against BYU. Elite. Elite. That Beat was awesome. and amazing blue. Thanks to Jim Brandsatter, Dan Deerdorf, Mitch Matthews, everyone on our crew. Our show on demand. Download the podcast on iTunes and the TuneIn app for Jeremiah Spencer. Shout out to Chad Robinson. Later.